Okay, Bus Bench Babes, let's be real here. The market has shifted, and I bet your business doesn't look anything like what it looked like last year. Um, maybe you're on a team and you're just currently not being supported. Maybe leads have dried up, or maybe you just don't even know how to navigate this market and you have no idea what's next. We're here to share 10 flags. Flags, though, when you know it's time to move on to a new team. Let's do this. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. All right, Christy, we have our top 10 list. We do. So let's be real. There's a lot of shifts and pivots that agents are making right now. Did you I say think shifts or the other S word? Sh- <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, like Beth mentioned, the market is has shifted and we are all anticipating what's next. Uh, everyone has an opinion, right? Yeah. They do. Everybody's got their soapbox right now. And it seems like a lot of agents are moving around because you're realizing you're missing some things on your current team. So we're just kind of here to call it out how it is and share 10 reasons or 10 red flags that you know it's time to move on and maybe explore a new team. Yeah. I think when the market is really good and it's really hot, agents don't really move around because why would you? Even if there's things on the team on the team that you're on that you're like, eh, I don't love X, Y, or Z on this team, but it's just, it makes you're it too easy. You're selling houses. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah, the so you're making money. And so it's easy to overlook things. Yeah. And then you sit back and you realize maybe you haven't built that business that you wanted, right? Or the umbrella over you, the umbrella business over you is just not serving you. Yeah. Where do you go from there? So let's uh, let's dive into those, those 10 let's things. Let's do it. Let's start with number one. Okay, number one, you're on a team, but you feel like you're on an island. And not a tropical island, okay? Not, <laughs> not, like, not the good kind of island. Not the good Like the Siberia the kind of island. <laughs> Siberia kind of <laughs> island, what's up? Yeah, so you're, you just feel alone, yet you're on a team, whether it be large or small, right? It yeah. doesn't actually matter. Yeah, it's, um, I have had moments of this, when I was on a previous team. So I know how isolating it feels where you're like, okay, I just kind of feel like I'm doing my own thing here, but I'm actually on a team and this just doesn't feel good. So like, what the heck am I doing here? Okay, number two, red flag, how you know it's time to move on. Your team is not using social media appropriately. And this is like, <laughs> of course, this is one that you love. I love this one. And it's not that we shouldn't all be using it the same way by any means. No. And there's so many different platforms that we can be on. So we're not going to get into all that. Like, it's not, oh, you're not on YouTube. You're not using it correctly. You're not on Instagram. You don't have to be on all of them. Pick the ones that work for you. But they're just like posting you know, just sold only, or maybe there's no brand at all. They're just like throwing stuff up there or posting like inappropriate personal things. Like it's one thing to be like passionate about something. It's another thing to be like overly opinionated 
And closing a door. Well, and yeah, like airing all your dirty laundry. Like, yeah. come on, you have to have some filters on social media too. You, you do. And, or the flip side of it, they just, they don't think it's important, right? So they are still, and when I say they, I mean like the team leader, like the the upper level. What do you call that, Beth? Well, like in real estate world, we call that like team leader or rainmaker. Okay, cool. Yeah. So that person. <laughs> uh, they don't have a presence there. They're not focused on growth there. They don't see the shift that's happening there, the necessity there. Like they're not utilizing it to, I don't even want to say to its fullest ability, but like they're really just not utilizing it. They're stuck back in like 1999 still or yeah. 2002 even like wherever right. um and they're just like we don't need that we're selling houses are selling house you know we're working with buyers all that kind of stuff so we're just what gonna stick with billboards and bench bus benches yeah <laughs> yeah that should have been actually number one beth we didn't put that on our list no That's we really should, we should tweak funny. the list uh so our list of top 11 things <laughs> that bus benches there but yeah so they're just they're not using it and you aren't using it they're not encouraging you to be on there or they're not encouraging you to explore what a personal brand under the umbrella of their brand can look like that's a big red flag especially what we're moving into with the market absolutely okay so number three your team leader is not pursuing education or coaching and they're just like not in growth mode and they just simply seem stuck I see Ugh. this all the time where it's like an old school agent. Usually it's the old school agents is what I see. And I'm not going to just pigeonhole old school agents because there's plenty of old school agents like myself that is they're, they're all about ass. growth mind yeah. mm-hmm. minded things and looking forward. But there are just a lot of people. They're like, nope, like this is just how we've always done it. And nope, I'm good. I don't need to go to those classes. No, I don't really think I'm going to learn anything else. And I feel like every you and I talked about this even earlier this week, every single course I go to. I'm like constantly all year long, all different kinds of courses and trainings. And every one, I'm going to get maybe like one nugget, two nuggets. We're like, huh. which is so important. Right. And then who you meet there, who you yeah. surround yourself with. Yeah, I couldn't possibly know it all. I How could I know even it all? venture to say if if, you know, you're working on a team where the leader, the rainmaker is not um, pursuing education, are they ready to check out? You know what I mean? Are right. they on their exit plan? Because if they're right. not, that's super concerning, too. Right. Yeah. Like, where do you fit in that structure? That would be a really good question to ask yourself. Yeah. And especially if you're a growth minded individual and you are like wanting to grow your business and take it to the next level. And then you're like, well, nobody here is leading by example in doing that. It's probably super discouraging. And that like that would be a gigantic red flag. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Then number four, you're on a team with a culture of like nobody picks up the phone. This is so crazy. And it seems so... Um, like, well, you know, you're in sales. Of course you pick up the phone. You would be shocked at how many real estate agents don't pick up the phone and never pick up the phone. Like I did a transaction earlier this year where I never, ever, ever talked to the agent. I don't even know what his voice sounds like. It's interesting because you hear like we use the phone less, right? Like the phone is used less, we're on social, like we've disconnected from each other, all that sort of thing, right? You pick up the phone less, you text. But in this business, when things are moving as quickly as they are, it's so hard to even wrap my head around that people are not picking up the phone. I know. And it's a relationship business too. Totally. We're in sales, but it's also a relationship business. And like, why are you not making a connection with the agent on the other end of the transaction? To me, that just seems like such... A crazy thing, but there are there are teams, there are teams all over the Twin Cities. I'm sure there's teams all over the country where they just really that's their culture. They don't pick up the phone. 
They want everything texted or emailed. I'm sure it's for a paper trail if the deal goes mm-hmm. sideways. But why why are you setting up your deal that you're just assuming your deal is going to go sideways? That's a really good point. So right? maybe there's Isn't reasons weird? to sometimes do it, but all the time if your agents that need help are asking questions and they need you like pick up the phone well yeah yeah so this goes two ways this is like with um with clients and not picking up the phone and so your clients can never even get you face to face and also bananas that is bananas other agents i just think it's really weird and i think it's not serving anyone at all any personal high touches that we can do during a transaction that makes you more human, right, is so important. So yes. from like that side of it, the buy sell side, not the just the lead side of it, that's a huge problem. If huge you're not problem. picking up the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Christy, what's number five? Number five, you don't have a solidified client experience in place. Oh, this is <laughs> this um, is your jam. <laughs> this is a big red flag. Like it should be consistent when they go through the process of like from the first time they meet you, right? That the, or the initial handshake, I call it on social media or whether it be through email because it was shared, whatever that first like little handshake or high five, right, is called. And then the initial meeting, like all these processes should feel the same to every single person that you work with mm-hmm. and same with your team. And if it's not identified on how you do this and then stuff is falling through the cracks and that's when you have the, you know, your clients calling you freaking out, where is this or this is missing or I'm sure on the back end, right, with the paperwork, which I have no idea what all this is. Um, Let's be real. But if you're not, you don't have that process in place and not getting things from clients when you need it and it's not all the same, it gets stressful, like you're searching for it. But they need to feel loved on the whole time. Every single person that walks through your door, whether you're the team lead or whether you are, you know, on the team, that's so, so, so important. So if that process isn't like solidified, it's not, you know, expected from every single person to like execute that, that's a huge problem. Like, are they, what is the handshake? What is the follow-up? What is the follow-up during, you know, the different steps of the transaction? What is the follow-up on closing day? And then afterwards, like, are there, are there gifts? And that's just honestly, that's a very small part of it. The gift afterwards was everything else followed through how it needed to be. And that's, that can be a really big miss for client experience. Yeah, huge. All right. Number six, your strengths are not being showcased and there's just like tons of untapped potential. You know, I'm just going to toot our own horn over here at the BPR experience because this is where we truly allow our agents on the team, like members of the team to shine. Actually, not just agents, everyone. Everyone. Like we have little, everyone has superpowers, right? Like goodness, I could go on for an hour about everyone on the team and their superpowers. And like, we tap into those and we like, we're a family legitimately. We see where you're at, you know, whatever things that are harder for us or like what we're extra good at, those superpowers, like we really, really dive into those with you and let you showcase them. And the team showcases it. We allow you to, instead of like putting you in this little box and saying, okay, you be this person like everyone else and Mm -hmm. then you struggle. Like we really bring that out of you and let it shine, which is not done on a lot of teams. Um, No. It's not, at least not from what I'm seeing. No, not at all. So you should have, like this should be allowed on a healthy, growing, sustainable team. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, number seven. What's that one? You've hit a ceiling. Heck yeah. Those glass ceilings, right? Goodness. Yeah, I absolutely was in this place probably like four years ago 
on the team I, that I, I was on. I remember this. And this. I just kept like banging my head on the ceiling and was trying to just like, okay, how, what can I do to like take things to the next level? Personally, professionally, everything. And it just like, I hit like roadblock after roadblock, dead end after dead end. And I'm like, this is so discouraging. I'm like, what, like literally like, what am I doing here? I, just the, the growth opportunity was stunted. Um, the people that I was surrounded with, it just, it wasn't going where I wanted it to go. And it took me a lot longer than what it should have taken me to make a pivot. But like, I knew like things had to change. Things really, something had to give. And then it took like another two years for me to actually make a move. Yeah. So really, honestly, you want to be surrounded by people. And this is any business. This is not just real. so much of this can really cross over. Yeah, to any uh, pretty business. much everything on this list can yeah. translate to any um, sales that job feeling when you hit it and you're really comfortable or you're like banging your head up against it because yeah. you want more. That's a huge, huge red flag. Yeah. And that's like, where where is that coming from? It's coming from your upline, you know, coming downwards. And like, why are you hitting that when technically, I guess someone's above you, right? Mm-hmm. Should be like pulling you up with them. <laughs> Don't, so, <laughs> in a healthy situation, yes, that should be how it works. Yeah, pushing and encouraging you. And again, not keeping you in that box. You're not going to shine and truly be like this really successful agent, you know, with a really sustainable business, that kind of thing. And, you know, I do want to also note that I know that there is some worry, right? Then you'll leave our team if we let you shine, you know, right. or or you'll be celebrated and you'll want to stay. Like that yeah. is the flip side or, yeah. you know, and and it's going. The to- or isn't always a bad thing when no. I think people think the or is 99% of the time a bad thing and it doesn't have to be. And honestly, how frequently do agents leave a team? Um, It's pretty regular. It's pretty regularly. Yeah. So maybe try it a little bit differently. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Okay. Number eight, the team culture is toxic and can and this can ruin a good team. Oh, yeah. It can absolutely ruin a good team. You, you see it all the time. You see multiple people leaving at once and then the devastation yeah. of, of that afterwards. Let's, yeah. let's have you share a little bit about this, Beth. Well, I mean, this is really what happened on the last team I was on. We're not going to name any names, of course, but the operations gal left the team and I think it had been in several people's heads sort of around the same time. So earlier, the and this was all in 2020, two girls left the team earlier in the year and they were sort of a package deal and left, um, which really sucked because they brought a whole nother vibe to the team that was a really good one. Mm-hmm. And then um, the ops gal left the team and then um, Sarah and I were the last two to leave. And it... It ended up not going well, which sucks, but I feel like it didn't have to go that way. But the culture just wasn't there. Yeah. Like there wasn't like let's all rally around and support one another. Like that just wasn't there. That wasn't happening. There wasn't like big picture dreaming. It wasn't like um if we all if one wins, we all win. It just wasn't like that. It was very um I don't know. I felt I literally felt like number 1 like I was on an island m- much of the time. Okay, what's number nine? Number nine, like unmet expectations. So a lot of times when an agent joins a team or if you're in just any sales role and you join a company and you're you're in a sales job, there's usually like a package where they're like, okay, here, this is what we provide and this is how we're going to help you grow and X, Y, and Z. And I think so many times what what you're told and what the reality is don't align. Now, in, in some of that, let's be real, some of that, maybe a lot of it lies within 
the person on the team doing the work, right? right? But also, if you're not supported with that, if you're not supported in the ways you need to be, yeah. If the call, if the phone's never being picked up when you call, you know, you're not encouraged to grow. Well, that's that's a whole other thing with that. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes it's simply like, okay, here's here's all the great things we're going to do for you, and then when that stuff doesn't happen, then people are disappointed. And you know, if expectations yeah. aren't met, like that sets someone up for having resentment and being disgruntled. And then all of a sudden that festers into the team situation. And it's not good. On our team, I know that we share how we can help them vary the reality of what we can do, like looking at what they currently have, um, what they're doing marketing wise and, and every other way, not just marketing wise, mm-hmm. how we can help them, what we do differently in this team. But also this is how you need to show up for it to happen. Yeah, it's, it's with accountability. With yeah. accountability. And so is that there? That's a really big question. Yeah. So sometimes the salesperson goes on a team and maybe you are the salesperson listening to this episode and you're not feeling great about your team. Well, you also have to take accountability and like, okay, maybe your team hasn't done everything that they said they were going to do, but have you shown up how you said you were going to show up also mm-hmm. yep. and not play like a tit for tat? Well, they didn't do this. So then I'm not going to do oh, that. And that's so toxic. You're If you're there, yeah. you're already in a toxic environment. Like yeah. that's, that's icky and yeah. ugh. But like, we're all adults here. Like mm-hmm. you all, everyone has to have personal accountability and really be the person that, you know, you need to be the person that you sold yourself as in your yep. interview when yep. you join the team too. Absolutely. So it, it definitely goes both ways. Absolutely. Okay, so. If you've made it this far. <laughs> number 10, if, you, if you've made it this far, the writing's on the wall. Okay, if you made it this far on the show, the writing's on the wall. Is your gut telling you to make the move? Is that a yes? Then now's the time. Yeah. That's the reality. Yeah. It's the perfect time of year to really like set yourself up to, you know, be a solo agent, join a different team, you know, like whatever you're going to do. But if you're going to pivot, do it at the end of the year so you can start the new year fresh with a clean slate and a clean, fresh outlook on what your business is going to look like for the new year. It it's a really good feeling to start this time of year. And honestly, like if you're thinking I'm going to coast through the holidays and then I'm going to think about it in the new year. You have literally screwed yourself for quarter one. Like, do you want a paycheck in quarter one? Like, Absolutely. It's a really good time of year, which is why we're doing this episode right now. Yeah. It's a good time of year if you're questioning all these things and it's not feeling right. Listen to your gut. Uh, and maybe it's the time for you. Absolutely. Like we said at the beginning of the show, the market has shifted and it's going to continue to shift. We've seen a couple of rays of sunshine this week after the midterm election, but I believe the market right now is a moving target and making a strategic move could really be that one thing that just makes your business have massive growth in 2023. And and speaking of that, Beth, if you're in the Twin Cities area and you're looking for an amazing team, BPR Experience, we are here. Uh, if you want to show up at all of these capacities and really rock it, like hit us up. Can I do a shameless plug? Totally. <laughs> no, but really, honestly, wherever you're at, I know we have listeners all over the country and all over the world. We even have actually, international listeners, we do. too. We have a lot of international listeners, actually. Um, whatever, wherever you're at in in your business or in your brand, I guess your brand, if you're not necessarily a real estate agent, uh, really, really, it's a good time of year to, to decide what you should do next. Mm-hmm. Don't wait Absolutely. till the new year. Feel good going into the holiday season. Feel good come new year and kind of be ready to go. Absolutely. Okay, so those are 10 red flags. 
if it's time to move on from a real estate team or anything else, really. Um, so until next time, keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babe that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.